Welcome everyone back to Weekend at Berkman's show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Welcome back, folks. Well, fresh off the heels of the the Open, the British Open. Um, maybe the first time we're doing this where we're not all in the state of Texas. Mm. Uh, Mr. Haddix has traveled to the great north to be the city of Detroit. I was going to ask if it was ever going to rain again or ever going to have a break from the weather. But uh, Mr. Haddix has gone ahead and taken care of that himself and uh, joins us from Detroit, uh, a.k.a. the Motor City, a.k.a. Motown, a.k.a. Hockey Town, a.k.a. Detroit. <laughs> so uh, I think you're up there for some sort of conference. But uh, where where they got you up at there, Stephen? Looks like I'm, a nice room. Yeah, I'm at the, uh, the Element, a uh, nice Marriott Bonvoy property. Um, hopefully my <laughs> Internet is good. Uh, sound quality, too. Um, but yeah, it's really, it's been good so far, um, you know, staying to certain parts of town that I, I know and comfortable with, but I mean, cool so far. I mean, we got Comerica Park, like two blocks away. The office is nice. I can see into Canada. So oh. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Culture right across That's the river where the culture bodies. Oh. <laughs> right across the river where they what? Right. The river where they buried the bodies. Oh, geez. Well, I tell you, I'm assuming it's still Windsor. Um, it is still Windsor. Yeah, where I went to school up there near Chicago. Now, Windsor was like the promised land, right? Because you could go into Canada, cross the bridge, and the age to drink, the age to gamble, 18. So that was – I can remember that was like if you can get your way if you somebody gets some reliable wheels all the way over from purdue to windsor you were going to have a good time now how many people really? you have to take across in the trunk and whatever you know that was that was always a bit of a gamble but uh, yeah windsor was the the promised land um in college or or illinois if you wanted to buy liquor on sunday mm. um <laughs> so yeah not much update on the heat really other than i don't think it's rained in a month here maybe then more than a little bit i think uh, i was talking to steven the other day and houston was getting a, a a few droplets and he actually went out in the rain just to remember what it was like but uh it's funny when you it's funny when you look at your forecast and it tells you you know zero inches in the last 24 hours and unexpected for 10 days I'm sure if it went past 10 days, it'd probably be the same. So, uh, but believe it or not, talk to uh, my sister and her kids go back to school less than a month. So oh. I know some places, depending on where you're at in the country, it's after Labor Day or, or later in August, but they'll be back, uh, I think, second or third week in August. So that's a uh, hmm. short summer, almost over, but not the heat. Mm-mm. So, one of the things that uh, we had talked about for a little while, um, if you remember, Mark had a confession pretty early on in the podcast that he had not seen 
a Star Wars movie, um, which is fine, you know, to each person their own. Uh, I'm, I'm OK with that. Uh, but I did, you know, I did challenge him. I just I, I wanted him to just kind of take a look and just give the listeners, the fans, just his thoughts on, uh, you know, on what that genre was like. And I, I know the movies are quite long, you know, two, probably three hours plus with some of the George Lucas secret footage. Um, but uh, Mark, I, I don't know if you got a chance to do it and which one you picked, but I'm just curious, uh, you know, give us a, just kind of a quick review of, you know, your take on the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so first I had to hack into my kids' Disney Plus account. Uh, don't apparently these things aren't readily available out on the internet anywhere. I mean, they are YouTube, but then you got like some dude talking over it. I'm not interested in that. Um, so I got into Disney Plus. I searched for Star Wars, and all that came up was like it looked like animation. And then I realized my kids' parental controls. Apparently, the movies are PG. 13 and above. So I had to log out of that. And then I had to go find my wife and say, ask her, how do I log into the adult side of Disney plus, which sounds hilarious, but you know, not, not, you know, nothing above below PG, whatever is in there. And so I found it, I got in, I searched for star Wars and it was like 58 pages of star Wars stuff. Yep. So I went with the first one. It was Star and I, I could have picked episode. Oh, no. I, I, well, no. Okay. So I went with Star Wars A New Hope, which was okay. uh, Star Wars IV. Star Wars Intervenus. Live. Star, yes. Star Wars Live. Live. Star Wars <laughs> Live. Star Wars Is. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Roman numerals. That's cool. Um and the first thing you're presented with is like this text that scrolls on the screen. And I'm yes. like, what's Yellow. going on here? And, and they start talking about the princess stole some stuff. And you got the Galacticons de dealing with the Decepticons. <laughs> and, I, and then they're going to go find her. And uh, then you see the robots come on and, you know, and like uh, the little one with the rounded head gets into this pod thing after the R2D2, yes. R2, yep. Um, and Darth Vader, I did recognize Darth Vader. He gets on the, okay. the ship, the ship and says, we gotta find her, because apparently they got the plans for the 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 Darth store or star or whatever <laughs> it is. I'm like, man, okay, I see where this action's starting to pick up. <laughs> yeah. So and then the escape pod. Oh. Yeah, so you watched the whole thing. I watched you. You told me to watch a little bit of it, so I got to that no, point you, where they landed on a planet, and Darth Vader sends somebody out after him or a force to come find the two robot guys, and that's kind of where I ended it. So I got to keep watching. But they landed on a planet that looked kind of like, you know, the desert. Yeah, yeah. And they're I think like, shot how does shot in Tunisia. Robot, so yeah, yeah. A robot. How does a robot go on the sand? First of all, it's got wheels. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't they're, know. They're, so uh, then, so that's yeah. where it left off, and I, I, I you know, it was. Um, 
So first impressions, I mean, it's, it hooked my attention. So I might, I might try to finish it. If my kids don't take their Disney account back for me. Um, okay. I, I wasn't expecting you to say that. I do think there would be a, maybe a funny ongoing segment here where Mark, you know, picks out flaws in the capabilities. Now, generally, species and... Yeah. We got laser beams going at people. And then like old dudes are protecting the ship, kind of weird. And, um, the star troopers can yeah. speak really good English, but they have masks on. Like I, I don't know. Maybe this is from the seventies. And but again, like I don't understand the ordering of the, the shows. Like mm. why is IV first? Nobody. Uh, I assume that's well, the first one. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's called Genius. Um, that's the first one that was made in seventy-seven. But then. Yeah, but then if you do if you do four first, mm -hmm. then you got lots of room on both ends to monetize. And now oh, you know okay, Disney's gotcha. bought the franchise and that's why you've mm -hmm. got fifty pages of options. Um, but yeah, no, options. so so it sounds like you're likely to continue to watch it. We can, you know, you can do that on your own time, maybe okay. in the bathroom at work, and then um, as Ooh. you have revelations um, about different things. The the ability the to use robot wheels in the sand. That's a good one. Never thought about that. Most mm -hmm. of the paths that uh, the robot is using are, are compact. Um, so oh, don't okay. have that yeah. problem. But, okay. you know, when you get an advanced society like that, that has hyperdrives and, and other things, I, I think that's all taken care of. That's just assumed. So Got it. Okay. My um, bad. Okay. Glad to hear that. We're past yeah. the Dumbledore Calrissian stage, but right. I still think we, we got a I little, am little, little ways to go. I am looking forward to seeing Shatner come on the scene at some point in time. But don't spoil it, which episode that's in. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And Steve and I, I think we've, we've determined in the past that uh, sci-fi not exactly your cup of tea. Yeah, uh, correct. I will go as far as sci-fi I go as Stranger Things, right? So okay. I, maybe that's in the sci-fi genre. I really like that. I finished the newest season a couple weeks ago, but yeah, you're not going to get me to uh, take even 15 minutes to, to do what Mark's doing. I have seen a couple of Star Wars, don't get me wrong, but um, I'm glad, glad Mark was tasked with the Star Wars. I mean, not, a, not everybody's, you know, cut out for the to, for Star Wars, you know? Americana, you just whatever at a different level intellectually. There we yes. go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, time for this week in golf. So I'm gonna, yes. of course, uh, we we were graced with the um, just the illustrious open, and uh, I'm gonna ask you for your your highlight and low light, or highlight or low light, whatever you prefer. Um, just made for tv in my mind i don't think that you know originally we were talking about the you know the course not being challenging enough potentially being a storyline um final score minus 20 ends up being close to what it's been in the past um and and, and i would say in fact mark even though you picked the wrong final score and you waffled yeah minus nine minus 18 pick you know pick five while you're at it uh okay. you did four you did uh reference stenston 
in some of your commentary. And so he was the one who had the minus 20. And so that's been tied yep. by, by Cam Smith. Um, but just, it, it was electric. It to me looked like Rory had it. Uh, and then Cam just turns on the, the Rick bonus jets on the back. I think he had five birdies in a row. Um, I don't know what his final 30, got to be around 30 um, on mm-hmm. the back and so cam ends up winning it um was uh i you know i thought just uh it depends how you feel about rory right i think he was definitely the the crowd favorite but this guy cam smith he's just he he doesn't go away he's an ab just like me an absolutely incredible putter just and, like you uh, just like yeah, you just doesn't practice. I don't, I don't practice putting either. Why? Um, when you have that kind of prowess, why practice? Yeah. But, um, you know, I, uh, obviously tiger struggle was a bit bittersweet. Uh, if we had, if we were smarter, we might've predicted that this could have been the last, um, open at St. Andrews for tiger. We, I, I don't think any of us, uh, thought that he was going to miss the cut and that it was going to go down that way. So, um, maybe a little fitting for the 150th, but, uh, before we get over to the, uh, the live side of the house again, just want to get your, your take, um, on the tourney. What was your, your highlight and low light and kind of overall feel, um, for, for a glory's last shot, the last major of the year. Oh, sorry. That's, that's the PGA, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Mark on that one. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think the, there's lots of highlights for me. I, I did enjoy watching the course. I, I like the, uh, the, the early morning wake up is always enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting to watch golf in the morning and then it's like on until, you know, what feels like 1am here because they can play golf around the clock over there. That's kind of fun. Um, so that, that that's enjoyable. I, I, again, they're playing these courses, you know, that are on the road. So you kind of know what the course looks like. Uh, that That's enjoyable to me. I, I think the highlight from a, the action was Tiger getting to play. I think he got emotional there on 18. I thought that was cool. Again, yeah. Tiger's the reason a lot of us play golf, uh, even though some of us played golf before Tiger made it cool. Uh, yours truly, uh, and Rory teeing off on one as he was coming down 18. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I think, you know, I think I was, I did get caught up in the, I wanted Rory to win because I thought it would have been cool. Uh, you know, just coming down on the last day, just couldn't make a putt. You know, they yeah. had a lot of, had a lot of opportunities, uh, but man, better Ken than Hovland though. Better. Hovland, yeah. Hovland didn't uh, make much. Um, you know, but Hey, Oklahoma state, I'll always cheer for the Oki Oki state guys. Um, go pokes. Uh, I, I think cam, I mean, just tough as nails, man, that guy sure can putt and it's impressive to watch, you know, just making putt after putt after putt. So, I mean, that, that's, that was impressive. Low light to that me. His first major. Sorry. Was that his first yeah, major? Yeah, Did yeah, we know? Yeah, yeah. He won the players this year. That's his first major. Um, I think they they called that stat out a lot. You know, there's only been one other player that's won the players and the British in the same year. Um, was it Nicholas? Maybe I, I forget who it was. Uh, maybe it wasn't Nicholas, but yeah, Department of Corrections. Um, 
I think low light for me, you know, it, it's, it's weird. There's holes out there that they're like, man, I'm hoping to make bogey on. And then there's holes out there that like, if you're not Eagle and a par four, that's three twelve, you're giving up shots to the field. Uh, it, it's almost like it's, it's, it's um, the course is great on some holes. It's standing up to the, the abilities of the players. And then others, it's like, you know, these are just long par threes and it gets a little Mickey mouse ish when you're hitting 400 and, you know, 30 yard drives, you know, that, and again, I don't know why that sits funny with me because it's kind of fun to watch. I mean, it, these guys are that good that they can yeah. drive these par fours, but at the same time, you're like, okay. I mean, it's a long par three. I mean, the, some of the par threes out there were over 200 yards and they're, you know, bogeying them, but there's like four par fours that were like just over three strokes, you know, average because people are eagling them and birdie them every, you know, Anyway, that was kind of weird to me. Um, I don't know, you know, and I also, I think little Chucky e. uh, cheese, little Chucky e. cheese, little Chucky e. cheese, uh, in, in my humble opinion. Um, I don't know, but again, I loved it. I love watching. I, 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 awesome for Cam. He seems like a, you know, an every man's kind of guy. I won't say John Daly esque with the, the hair and the, you know, nonchalant attitude, but it seems like oh, a really yeah. good dude, you know, and uh, good for him. I, I feel bad for Rory. I think that would have been an awesome one for him to win. Um, but really cool leaderboard from the live guys to the, you know, the other guys. And I, man, I hope I, I don't keep saying that, but it's like, they, they kept saying, Oh, the live guys are doing well. It's like, ugh, how about the golfers are doing well kind of thing. Um, I don't know that, that, that to me was highlight low light. A lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch. Look at you bringing people together. Um, mm-hmm. a real humanitarian. Yeah, two point five million for old Cammy. That's a that's a lot of Foster's and Vegemite. You know, <laughs> going to be rocking and rolling for a while there. Um, Stephen, what about you? I'll start with low light. I normally start with highlight. So low light for me is when I think of the British Open, I'm thinking of chilly, windy, tough oh, conditions. That chilly. Oh, that chilly. That, that's like, not skyline, folks. Not Skyline, no. Detroit, not Cincinnati. Um, but, uh, you know, that's what I'm thinking of. So I think for me, when they get just, I would say, almost perfect weather over there, very mild conditions, it also helped allow for, you know, tying the British Open scoring record. So I, no other low light than saying I wish that they had tougher conditions because I like watching them struggle. I like watching that tournament and how I hope mother nature sets it up for, but we didn't get that. So a little bit easier conditions Um, flip side of that in terms of highlight to me, it was another major last round that was compelling to the last hole. I think partially due to the fact that we have strong field, all the best guys playing competing, and then just an unbelievable Sunday round by Cam Smith. I mean, just lights mm-hmm. out, couldn't miss a putt, was making everything. And, you know, personally was rooting for Rory to, you know, at least get into a playoff or something, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I personally was hoping that Rory or Victor would be able to pull it out. But, I mean, just nail-biter all the way down the stretch until 18. And then, heck, he had even Cameron Young, who for a mm-hmm. second was like, holy crap, he's going to be right there in the mix. So, um, great Sunday round of uh, – just ultimately, I have no problem with Cam Smith. Just was ultimately rooting for another guy. But awesome Sunday. Kudos to Cam for shooting a 64 and going out and getting it. 
Yeah, I'll, uh, I think we've hit the highlights. I'll take a double low light then. Um, for me, uh, not a huge fan of Tariko. I, I don't know what it is about the guy, but I just, and I didn't really understand how he fit in with Hicks and Zinger. Like, I, I, uh, yeah. but he's, uh, mm. not my favorite. Uh, mm. uh, just like too explanatory and doesn't really feel like he knows the game. I, I don't know. So, um, always going to probably be a low light for me, even though he's a staple um, Mm -hmm. in the announcer community. I think he's the current um, Notre Dame guy too. Um, Just, just my personal preference. The other thing here for me is it's going to sound like old man stuff, but I think this, you know, St. Andrews like Augusta with, with the information and the access age, it's just lost some of the mystique for me. Um, mm. You know, like I said, I had a chance to visit it. So maybe I had a little bit more local knowledge than, than other folks, but I can remember, you know, thinking like number 16 at Augusta in my mind was a certain way and you had the shadows on the green and everything else. And then I, you get there and, it, and, it, and it's not the same and you, you're sort of like, okay, well, I pictured that in my mind for so many years to be a certain way. And it, and it sort of had that mystique and felt like that was taken away from me. It's like when I went and visited, I didn't even know that number one was next to number 18 at St. Andrews. And so you go there and it's like, you know, they got all the cameras. Now you see the whole thing. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't like it as much when I, when there's not a little bit of mystique and Mm. um, you know, that, Probably not something I should complain about, but, uh, you know, take me back to the, the tube TV and the commercials and, you know, mm. just, uh, you had to make sure you set it, set aside some time to watch it. Otherwise you'd miss it. Um, just, you know, something about that, 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 uh, I don't get as much anymore. Uh, well, there's plenty of commercials for you, Mike. There's oh, yeah. Plenty of commercials. And plenty I, of commercials. I, I, I've never a heard of mortgage it. companies. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, there you go. I find it interesting that you want worse TV coverage in terms of, like, number of holes. So, I mean, that's the first time I've heard that. I mean, most times it's, I want more. I want I want cameras in the holes. I want cameras <laughs> on, on the guys, on their T-shirts, on their buttons. I mean, you want the yeah. thing, but you're like, I want less cameras. I want worse coverage. And I agree, Tariko, Tariko needs to be gone, but that's that's whole separate. So yeah. I, interesting. I'm gonna have to think about that, uh, Mike, and, and see if I kind of uh, agree with you. I got I got to noggin on that for a bit. Think about it. I'm, you know, Mark and I, Mark more than me, part of an older age, um, grew up, wow. you know, with different I'm right here, Mike. I can hear technology. you. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to listen to it on that talky thing, you know, as they were talking about the fireside chats and telling me who was putting the ball in the hole. <laughs> Uh, i miss peter alice okay uh so a little bit on live uh just continues to be a deluge i mean what who do we got now it's like Faraday's going over there barkley might be going over there i heard sergio Mm -hmm. leaves you know cuts ties with dp uh world tour to go over there um you know stenson I'm not really sure how he fits in. He's supposed to be the Ryder Cup captain. I think he's going over there. Then they said Cam might take his two and a half million and go over there. So it's uh, it feels like it's out of control. But you know the the underpinning 
thing here continues to be the uh, the elephant in the room is the the world golf ranking points. And I mean, mm. I, I got a little stat here for you, fellas. So since before the first tournament they had in London, um, Phil has fallen from uh, 92nd to 72nd. Bryson's gone from 33rd to 28th. And Johnson's gone from 18th to 15th. Wait, they fall or did, did Phil fall? Phil fell. He fell upwards? upwards? How do you fall upwards? He fell up. 72 to 92. There you 28 go. To okay. Okay. Department of Corrections. Does anybody remember what I said about math in this podcast? I can't even get hey. my my greater than, less than, right? So one plus so anyway, one is so that. <laughs> yes, I got you. It. know, the point is they've all fallen. They're going to continue to fall until somebody, until Greggy gets this world golf ranking figured out. And, uh, you know, DJ, he's at his lowest ranking um, since 2015. So that, I mean, they're just hemorrhaging world yeah. golf ranking points and somebody has got to figure this thing out. Otherwise, apparently these guys can go play in the Monday qualifiers, uh, for the majors and get in. And I, I think that'd be pretty interesting TV, but probably not, um, something they're interested in. So that's the names are going to continue to come. It's absolutely crazy. Um, since DJ first came across how many names have continued to come and, and how many, you know, cam, unthinkable after winning the uh the british but um that's not official yet though that's uh, it's not official i did see a report that he's already declined that yeah. I, okay. I think they said it was a hundred million dollar offer supposedly he's declined it but again that was off the twitters so okay right. well could be wrong well we'll keep an eye on it i don't think they play again till the weekend after this up at uh, trump's um oh yeah sure be they've already got the they've already got the field picked i saw that today yeah um and then last thing is so this week we have the senior um open senior british open at glenn eagles um uh, mm-hmm. not the one in plano sorry Steven. i was gonna say steven knows how to catch oh wrong. Uh, no my way around do you know do you remember what glenn eagles is famous for not plano the, you're talking the one over there. I mean, they had the Ryder Cup. Had Ryder Do you remember Cup what there. was famous about that year? What's re- memorable about that year? We crapped the bed again. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, That's uh, like asking if Monty's going to make the cut at a senior tour. Of course we crapped the bed. Yeah, that was the 2014 Ryder Cup where oh. we Phil absolutely filleted Watson. In the in the press that's conference, right. and that was yes, that's right. That was the yeah. beginning of change, and uh, I don't think that was the one where Mahan chili. No. I think that was back in back in 2010. But um, that was on home soil, yeah. Yeah, he was. Soil? Yeah, no, nah, that was mm-hmm. at, that was at 2010 club with Monty. Oh, I think as the, oh, that's uh, right, that's as right, as the captain. Right, okay. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, another Oak Stater, Fowler. He he was 0 one and two in 2014. So him him and Mahan didn't really help. Watson, but he he just oh, got cool. ab, absolutely roasted. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see if Monty can can compete in his uh, in his home country this weekend. Okay, on to everyone's favorite segment. It's time for the drink review. I'm gonna start with the old man and his domestics. What do you got for us this week, Mark? Guys. 
I got a real treat for you this week. Um, it's like a the, broken record. <laughs> y'all, I, I only pick real treats, but I got a real Cherish treat your for family you and friends. All right, what do we got? Cherish your family and friends. It's, uh, again, got the Waffle House koozie. I think it's uh, important to, to shout out to Waffle House. Um, keep it real. Never get you know, bigger than you are um, and never be afraid to, to go to your roots. But today at Trina's, I was in there looking for some candy. Oh, man. And I, I thought you, you were drinking can, beer, not something I don't know out if you boys France. can see the, the can. Oh, but for yeah. those of the millions out there that currently aren't seeing us on video, this right here is also called the Champagne of Beers. <laughs> The champagne of beers. It's Miller Ooh. Highlight, folks, and it's not in a bottle. It's in a can, and it's also front and center in Trina's ice chest. Don't think that matters. Of happiness. No, the can gives it the real special, je ne sais quoi, if you will. Um, mm. You boys may have seen me take my first sip earlier uh, live, and um, it. Uh, it hits you. It hits you. <laughs> it hits you right in the eyes. Uh, it's it's a it's a unique flavor, really. You know, and and the folks at Miller, I mean, they do good stuff. They really do. Uh, I, this one is this one's different for me. It's uh, this is in a different category. Again, I'm going I'm going tall boy. I got the tall boy here. Um, not not a big. It's not going down easy. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to it's a it's a lot to sip on. Uh, oh, gonna be a real mower. Get a fork and a knife. Yeah, I mean it's like a, you got to cut this one up. Um, and you know if my if <laughs> if my dog came in here and knocked it over, I I probably wouldn't try to pick it up too fast. Uh, you know, on the lawnmower scale, I know you guys live to understand about my lawn mowing prowess. Um, you know, this is this is the manual rotary mower. This is one mower. This is, uh, and you guys, you guys know me. I'm an honest, I'm an optimist guy. I, I like to, I like to pretty much recommend everything. This one, I'm gonna say this is officially one mower out of five, and this is one of those that you just need to leave in Trina's ice chest to keep the other beers cold. Uh, that sounds a, like it's a pair of, like a pair of Fiskers. You, yes. you just take out there and you kind of clip. Clip each individual blade. Yeah, I don't even know if the, this like. might be mean being mean to the others that are rotary mowers. Um, I'm looking at it right mm. now, and I might not finish it. This is this <laughs> is. Uh, I, I just might not. You know, I, I mean, it was a dollar eighty two. Um, I don't know if it's refundable, but uh, anyway, Miller. I mean, okay, I think that's. It, it, Sounds like it's not a recommend. It's, it's not. It's a strong no. It's a strong not recommend. I mean, again, I brought you guys Bush. I brought you guys Natural Light. I brought you the banquet. Bud Light Banquet. Um, PBR. Um, no, this is a not recommend. Miller High Life. I applaud a lot of the other stuff you've got in your genres. Not this one. Okay. Well, so it's two weeks in a row now. You've not gone with the acronym. We're all about acronyms here at Weekend at Berkman's. So the MGD. MGD. As well. yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so this, one, this one's got a particularly interesting history for me. So we used to have a, a bar at Purdue called Where Else? 
and they used to do a thing where they'd have the uh, 12 ounce bottles. Those were clear and um, used to do a thing where they were a penny until somebody took a whiz. And uh, so you'd be in there. I don't what? Know, I remember what time it started. Eight. They, oh, yeah. Even in the entire bar, they, they would sell those puppies until somebody had to go take a whiz. And, uh, you know, at that point, it's like, hey, get out of here. You're not ruining it for the rest of us. The other thing I remember about those, I don't remember the quality. But, you know, 12 ounces in college, that's about, what, half second. So it's like mm. we used to take those things. Somebody put leave it on the table and you take yours and you pound the top of it and that thing go off like a geyser. You ever do some high jinks like that? Bottles? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry oh, high school stuff like that. Bottles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, I guess that speaks to what you're saying, Mark, if we were willing to spill it all over the place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, would, I, mean, I, might, I might try to tap the top of this can and see what happens. It would ruin my yeah. desk, but yeah, it's, I feel a headache okay. coming on. I'm not going to lie. Okay. They, okay. they can't all be winners. They can't. All right. Nope. Okay. The, the bourbon hunter, Steven. So obviously you're in a uh, great state of Michigan. So maybe you knocked off a whiskey truck on one of these, uh, one of these logistic. Yeah. I'm passing passes through week. from San Jose down to Kentucky, <laughs> up to Paducah, up to Pasca. Brooklyn. Uh, they, they probably came through Brooklyn to get to you. Yeah. yeah, I don't have my whiskey stock no. with me up here in Detroit. So you went to I, Canada I and got crowned. Surprise. Crown? Something? Uh, surprise. Damn it. Um, no, I didn't bring my uh, didn't bring my passport. Um, but I decided I was like, hey, you know what? To be a good podcast man, kind of join y'all as a card. I'll go get a beer, right? So I risked potentially my life and others, and I went and got a beer. Um and needless to say, it came in this beautiful brown sack, <laughs> and that's why I'm still drinking out of this, because uh, I wanted to do as the local downtowners do, and you drink it out of the brown paper sack. For the reveal, if anybody can guess, I decided to not encroach on Mark's domestics. Oh, okay. I didn't want to encroach on Mike's hipster IPAs, right? Oh, man. Is that a Labatt's needless blue? to say... So needless to say, I walked in this place with full intention of getting a Detroit beer, right? My hopes were instantly killed when I walk in and between myself and the cashiers, but a bulletproof glass. So I knew that this was not going to be a place that I could get a local brew. It was going to be basics only. So after sitting there contemplating what I wanted to get, a little outside the box. Oh, we got like it. That blue. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful blue can. Uh, and this is kind of a throwback. I know the last time was the last time we're going to talk about hockey for a while. So oh, yeah. It's a little ode to hockey season. Uh, it's been years since I've had this. The last time I had it was actually watching the NHL playoffs. So, honestly, it, it's the when I first opened it, Smelt like paint thinner, and I was like, "This is going to be a long twenty-four ounce beer." But honestly, after the dank aromas using Mike's Burbage went away, it's actually pretty smooth. It's it's better than I thought it was going to be based on first smell. And uh, remembering, and let me get a good chug here. I'm going to do a Mike. Let's see if you can catch this next nice chug. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it's definitely drinkable. This is uh, this is drinkable. This is even uh, potentially shotgunnable okay. type of beer. Um, mm. So, I mean, to me, when in Rome, when you can see Canada, 
or you're watching the NHL playoffs. I mean, you can't go wrong. You know, Labatt Blue, change it up. Canada I love it. You, uh, <clears throat> I was going to say Mark, but you especially taking a risk in terms of how warm that thing's going to get. That's a lot of beer in one can. That's, man, yeah, put man. a few ice cubes in there or something. Jeez oh, Louise. Yeah, jeez. Now, Mar- yeah, I mean, Mark, yours sound like yours was bad no matter what. But, uh, hmm. yeah, Labatt's one of those. Uh, Labatt, Molson, um, right? I'm looking forward to trying those some of those during hockey season. That's a good idea, Stephen. We'll take a little, little tour of Canada. Yeah. All right. You guessed it too, Marnak. Holding mm-hmm. up the good name. Thank you. All right. For me, so – Bit of a sad story. Uh, I uh, went down, yeah, I went down to uh, Central Market. I was gonna, <clears throat> I was gonna get a Scottish, uh, Scottish beer, hmm. the Bellhaven. Uh, it's one of them you uh, you crack open. It does the, pss, it's kind of like yes. the Guinness cans where it's got mm-hmm. that mechanism in there that uh, does the nitro and whatever nitro. else. Nitro. Mm. They were out. Yeah, <sighs> they were out. So uh, you know what? I was I was quite distraught. Uh, might have given a little bit of lip to the uh, central market beer guy. Um, and I, you know, I said, okay, you know what? Screw this. So I went and got the, uh, the one that I told you about, um, which Ooh. is the, uh, the golden monkey out of victory brewing. And that might, might be a little foreshadowing um, for who our first guest will be. But uh, you know, sometimes they give you malt and barley and you turn it into beer, lemonade, lemons and lemonade. And I, I went up to the counter and not the counter, but the, the person checking me out and tried to do it about four times. Wouldn't go up. She says, I guess it's free today. So sometimes you, <laughs> yeah, and this wow. is probably about a $10 Bank beer. Air but, in uh, your favor. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this is, um, this is out of the, uh, the Philadelphia area, Victory Brewing. I've had one before. It's a Belgian-style triple ale with added spice, 9.5% ABV. Maybe. This was the one that I said, if you have more than one, you're risking uh, being functional the next day. The, uh, the ones I saw used to have a, a slogan on it that said, the monkey will do you good. But they, they got rid of that. It's got a, it's got a monkey with an eyeball oh. on, the, on the front of it there. Um, the description says it. mystical flavors to enlighten you. Nose is loaded with Belgian yeast, character of banana and clove with an equally fruity body balanced with a light earthy hop character, savoring notes of orange and spice followed by a dry finish. It, man, it does not taste anything like something that's approaching 10%. It is absolutely mm. delicious. I Dangerous. don't remember how... I got introduced to it. You don't, I think I first had it in Houston. You know, you don't get a lot of stuff from, from victory in Houston back in the 2010s. And, uh, mm-hmm. sounds pretty quaffable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely got that banana. It's kind of like, uh, if, if you're anyone who's had triples before, um, like Duvel or some of those other ones, they're, they're almost kind of gumball-y. They got, they definitely oh. got that banana and clove. Um, I, I don't, I think it's maybe like a, a sour or a stout. You don't sit down and have a ton of them. This one you could, but you you don't. Um, I, I think this is one that we're going to have to add, um, especially, mm. you know, I've been been trying to get us into the swing of IPAs. This is your uh, 
your Belgian triple, um, a little bit more, I would say hardcore than your, than your Hefeweizen or that kind of feeling. But if you've ever had like a Hefeweizen, a live oak with the, uh, you can sort of get the banana and clove there as well. So, um, yeah, that, uh, Today, I today somebody was smiling down on me because I uh, I was obviously quite distraught not having the Bellhaven um, for the for the British and the uh, tournament at St Andrews, but this was um, this was just as good. And uh, you know we nice. got more stories than Heinz got pickles here on this podcast, and it just keeps keeps writing itself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got today. So this like bad boy is delicious. Uh, your can has a, a you know it tells you about the beer. Mine uh, has a government <laughs> warning on the Miller high life can. So yeah, no, no stories of goodness. None of that. It's just that I should, that should have been my first sign, but whatever. Sorry, Steven, were you going to say something? I'm pretty sure you probably got a skunk one anyway, but probably that's what it is. <laughs> we'll try it again next week. It's been in there a while. Trina really got you. So, so Mike, I got a question. So I think last time you did a double IPA, this, this time is a triple Belgian ale. Maybe like, you know, and then there's probably triple sow cows. So who does, who does the quad? Like what's the quad? Like is next time the quad, what is it like a quad stout, a quad something? Cause if we're doing doubles, triple, like who's does the quad, mm-hmm. the pentagons, the octagon, I mean, where, wh- what's next? Yeah. Maybe we start our own brewing line. We'll call it quad cities or something. And we'll, we'll oh. just do all quads. That's not a bad, I mean, you know, at one point they probably thought, why do I need a double? Then why do I need a triple? So, yeah, I mean, that's, the I thing. like it where you're like going. Trying to up each- like, I'm uh, going to cut the... that out of final production so we don't give away that secret. There we go. Steven's the, the brain trust there. The deck of stout just absolutely <laughs> lay out for a week. Now, <laughs> I do have another, uh, just a bonus review oh. here. It's, it's the uh, Walker's oh, Pure the Butter Shortbread. Mm. And these were sitting around at work. I guess somebody traveled to the UK. These are actually out of Scotland. So I did still deliver something product of Scotland. They're quite buttery. Uh, they're not Biscoff. So if you fly on United these days, you get the choice between Biscoff or pretzels. You're not getting both. But the Biscoff, uh, I think the slogan there is probably, what is it? Probably Europe's best biscuit or cookie with coffee or mm-hmm. something. But this is um, this is quite delicious. They don't have the Stroop waffle on there hmm. anymore. That's kind of sad. No Stroop waffle. Come on. Those are good. And if you if you yeah, but this... do the right if you do the right combo of winky face and thanking, you oh. can get both pretzels and a biscoff. Hmm. Did it on my last trip. You're welcome. So this this Walker's this is delicious. Brewed in the probably on brewed. the no fly list, Mark. I might be. Man got two, two snacks. Two snacks. Oh, Mike, still talking about cookie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, I will uh, I will deliver on a Bellhaven though eventually. They'll be back, and um, you know so we'll get Stephen yeah. involved in the uh, the British uh, ales. Maybe an ESB. I mean, one of these days you guys Ooh. are going to unshackle me from these domestic uh, doldrums that I'm in, yeah. um, and I'll, I'll you know be able to go get some beers that are a little bit better. Maybe I'm just there's so many good ones. There's I'm in the trough good ones left, right now Mark. With this Miller highlight. Yeah. There's gonna be 12 ounces that get poured down the drain. I'm not gonna lie. It's funny you mention that because I think that people equate, you know, Europe to having this incredible beer. 
and and different selections. And I can remember back when I traveled there for work and I, I went to a, a football game and uh, we were at the stadium and, and the, the gent I was with was like, well, what kind of beer do you want? Do you want bitter or not bitter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. So, hmm. yeah. And check you it out want... one day. The beer over there, not yes. very high in ABV. Wow. Okay. Uh, so just a quick teaser here. Um, I want to talk about, we're done with, with, I think, most of the round balls. I want to talk about the not-so-round ball. Um, can either one of you guess what, what this topic might be about? The not-so-round ball. Shout it out if you know it. The not-so-round not so ball. Mark is Googling. We can see him Googling. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I got nothing. I mean, I got nothing. Baseball. We got basketball. I got nothing. All right. Well, it's time. Rugby. It's time to start talking about football. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Nottingham. I thought you were talking about a sport going on right now. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about American football. I'm talking about the Oh, yeah. Uh, So we, believe it or not, we got great American pastime Hall of Fame weekend in the NFL. I know Stevens pumped for the NFL. August 4th, we got the Jags in the Raiders. We got <laughs> August 4th, we got the first game of the season opening up. You know, Goodell's going to be there. And then shortly thereafter, we got September 1. We got what what are we going to call it this year? Oak State, OK State, OSU. Oh, we can't be OSU. Oh, well, never, you guys aren't the real never OSU. Oak never Oak State. That's never OK. That's never OK. What are we okay. calling it in this pod? It's 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 three things. It's Oklahoma State, OK oh, State, or OSU. Never Oak State. OK, well, OSU is the Ohio State, so we'll oh, go with we go. Bunch of, Oh, my gosh. Here we go. How about Gundy's about- gang? We'll just go with – we'll come up with Gundy's something creative. Gang. Gundy's, I don't know. Um, Gundy's mullet. So they're number four. What? Gundy's mullet. Gundy's mullet. So they open up number 14 preseason um, with a cupcake of Central Michigan. Right there where you're at, Stephen. You guys know what the uh, Central Michigan uh, mascot is? Chippewa. Chippewa. The Chippewas. Wow. Yeah, yeah they beat us at home a couple years ago. Yeah, they did. Not good. Not gotten not over good. that. So, needless to say, well, this one's at home as well. Chippewas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, my uh, alma mater, I had to skip past the uh, top 25 page, unfortunately, to find that game. <laughs> but um, they open 25. up against uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. You know, that, that may be another good conversation. Uh, for upcoming guests, but, um, you know, I just, I can't wait to talk football with you guys, you know, watch all these Gundy's histrionics. Like it's going to, I think it's going to be an interesting season and, uh, you know, we'll do some sort of creative thing, suicide picks or spreads (laughs) or whatever. Um, but it's, uh, you know, this thing just getting ready to get into football season, it's going to be electric. And then of Mm -hmm. course, the other football, the non-American football, um, August 5th, beginning of the Premier League season. So we're going to have Bournemouth v. Aston yes. Martin Villa, Nottingham v. Newcastle. And then, you know, my teams, we don't start with cupcakes, guys. So we got Fulham v. Liverpool. Uh, might be another slacking. So 
I'm going to be crying in my beer. Uh, but it's time to get kitted up. So I want to want to see some pods around August 5th um, with some Nottingham, Bournemouth and uh, Fulham gear. Not my to do list. It's on mine too. They need to get some Still stuff in stock. And fans, you'll you'll notice that neither one of them stepped in and gave any sort of prediction about uh, Oklahoma State having a good season. So that should tell you. Hey, Oklahoma State will always have a good season. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You need to get, like allow us to talk on it. I yeah. could, I, I could mean, talk about is... that, but we'll we'll talk on it as we get close to the season. Still, way too early. Yeah, it's not ready is... for not so round ball. Too early. Too early. Okay, better watch out for those Chippewas. Whoa. Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> moving on down the uh the mitten state so we mentioned earlier that steven uh was in detroit uh, in the motor city um so i'll be i'll be interested to get your reviews um you know a couple things that i think are mandatory for you so you you got to get a detroit style pizza and you got to visit a coney island um so I want to make sure that uh, you effort both of those things um, before Better you come back. It. Okay. Better okay, believe good. it. Yeah. So I've had pizza twice, not Detroit style. It's on Little Caesars? For... No, no. I would oh. not do that to myself. I, I've, <laughs> I've had that in college and needless to say, uh, put plumbing to the test for about three weeks. It, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, let me tell you. They, they call it crazy um, bread for a reason. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, but I had Moots. It's it's one of like the local favorites. It's Moots, like mozzarella. Mm. Honestly, very, very good. Uh, but I've been told by locals the best Detroit style place is called Buddies. It's mm. only about a block away, so right around the corner. So maybe tomorrow evening, and then just planning out when I'm going to do my uh, Coney dogs. Um, Mm. For a second, I considered Thursday at lunch, but I remembered I have to go back to the office. So not going to do that to myself or my the people I'm just getting to meet face to face for the first time. So probably Thursday evening on that. Maybe a Thursday mm. evening snack right after I leave the office. Let me correct you there. So common mistake. Coney Island is actually a restaurant. <clears throat> it's more of a diner. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling you to go get a, a chili cheese dog. It's it's a diner called you know steven's coney island or james's coney island and you go there uh, and then you can order you can get a gyro you can get a coney dog you can get you know traditional breakfast um so there you go i got you figured out nice still future topic still, euro versus gyro let's add that to the future topic. yeah seriously i don't know what's going on there oh man now you're making me crave uh nico nico's we are having Mediterranean for lunch tomorrow. I've been told it's the best in Detroit. So. Mm. Hmm. A lot of those Coney Islands, they do have some sort of Greek flair to them. So um, you'll have to look up the ones that have the best gyros or heroes. Potato, patata. <laughs> All right. Don't let us down there. Um, on to Marnak. So um, already guessed the Labatt. Before it even came out of the uh, the UPS it's a gift. sponsored it's a paper gift. bag, it's a gift. Um, already guessed uh, the winning score, sort of with the minus twenty to the reference Stenson last week. Uh, if you're going to give me ranges, uh, there, there's actually an alum right. that works at at our company 
um, from Oklahoma State, quite successful. Um, and he said, you always give a range. If it's oh, going to cost P90. something, it's going to cost you five P90. to $10 million. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, let's try to narrow it down a little. Let's do this. Narrow it down a little, okay. Marnak. I know you got a new envelope this week. So the question yep. is, will Steven like his Detroit-style pizza and or Coney Island? I'll let you pick either one of those. The Coney Island's interesting because he didn't even know what the hell it was. So uh, either one of those things you want to pick, do you think he's going to like it? Okay, gentlemen. So I, I went with a new version of an envelope today because you guys give me a hard time for my Vidara Zelda envelope. Actually, this right here is one of Trina's what? plastic bags that she lets you get. the. Be- they're, they're sitting right by the beer trough. So this is uh, Trina's plastic bag. and That's horrifying. Um, yeah, I know it's bad. Uh, Maybe just for tonight. It'll just be for tonight because um, it had a high life in it, and this literally should be burnt. Um, okay. So I said yes to the ZA. He's going to say yes to the Detroit-style Detroit pizza. Now, for our listeners, uh, and maybe for the great Marnak, would one of you uh, enlightened human beings like to describe to us what a Detroit-style pizza is? And don't say Little Caesars. Do you know, Stephen, what you're getting into? Yeah, I do. So let me, let me describe what I think I'm getting into. And Mike, since you're, uh, you've been up this way, you, you'll be able to correct me. So the way I understand it and the way I see it, it's probably a happy meeting between your New York and your Chicago deep dish. It's, it's a pan-style pizza. It's rectangular. It's got sides that are maybe like, I don't know, an inch, inch and a half thick. And, you know, good amount of uh, bread, a little extra sauce than normal, and and some cheese. Am I I close? I mean, maybe if you took like like six slices of New York and stacked it on. I mean, I I get the Chicago-style reference for sure because of the deep part. And you get a lot of sauce on top. It's but it's not it's not like it's not as lasagna like as a mm-hmm. uh, as a Chicago style. Like I would say, I could have you know four pieces of Detroit style. You, you can't have four pieces of Chicago style without no. going to the hospital. Yes. Yeah. So it's just yes. in the happy medium between it. Yeah. It's between I got that it. thickness I like that and explanation. That's good. But the the most important thing about a Detroit style is that. All the edges are super crispy, buttery, and crunchy. And so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, they use those blue steel pans if they're worth their salt. And almost fry the bottom of it. It's like fried. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of oil and butter in there. And I Mm -hmm. I like Jets. That's about, I think, the best Detroit style sort of chain you can get. And they got, you know, they got like the the four corner, the eight corner pizza. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. And uh, yeah, I... Uh, it's good enough, Stephen. I think you got the the main tenants, but the the main thing is you got that crispy golden crust, and that's gonna mm. oh man, my Trina's bag ain't water. gonna let us down, Stephen. You're gonna love. I think we just did. Off. I think we just did the prediction for you there, Marnet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I got it. What you about the like Coney? Sorry. Uh, you know. Yeah. I'm, what about I'm the Coney? Yes, on the Coney too. Uh, I have been to some of these Coney restaurants. Uh, my my grandpappy is uh, from. Uh, the Michigan area, and I'm telling you, the 
the Coney stations and what have you from your A&W root beer stand to the Coney place. I mean, I, I think you like it. You got some really good variations on a hot dog and uh, there's other things there too. So I think you're going to like it. That's two for two for I, one I right there, Mike. That's a yes and a yes. I mean, just to be realistic, I have very low expectations uh, for the dogs, but I have gotten some local knowledge. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I love like a James Coney Island. Don't get me wrong. So I'm excited for this. Um, but I have gotten some local knowledge that, oh, the, no. you know, it's Lafayette and American, right? Lafayette only takes cash. So I'm, I got the cash on me to make sure I can pay for the other, pay for Lafayette. Uh, okay. I'm not uh, rattling the can on the street. Okay. Well, we don't know what that Lafayette is, but you can explain this to it. Uh, explain oh. it to us when you get back. Do you need me to sell you some money or something? Do you you don't have any cash? What's his story there? Everything okay? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying um, Lafayette only takes cash. So oh, my car, my oh, I got you. good. He already used all of his traveler checks, Mark. He already yeah. used them all. He hasn't really traveled in a while. Oh, like, he's traveler's checks. Uh, you know, and his diner's club card is only taken at certain restaurants like TGI Y'all just Friday. didn't listen. Y'all just didn't listen or I got spotty Wi-Fi, one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Marnak. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, okay. okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So just to uh, – we haven't done Flavor Country in a bit, so oh. we, we sort of just did that. I want to do a little bit on work etiquette. We don't I, – I think that the fellas here could probably talk about work etiquette for an hour at least. Um, but, I, you know, I had something happen a few weeks ago at work, and I was just like, you know, if the company was looking for a way to make itself a little bit lighter – you know, have a few less people, this would be one where it's like, hey, if you do this, we're probably not a good fit. Might be time to, to move on down the road. So um, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you a couple minutes, whatever you want, or maybe just, a, you know, two, three offenses, if you will, that uh, maybe you think, I don't know, automatically fireable, that might be a little bit harsh, or just what are some of the things that just like drive you up a wall uh, when they happen at work? So I think I'm going to I'm going to start with Steven. I gave this plenty of thought on the airplane. Uh, I, I can't <laughs> watch. Uh, I got I got tired of uh, Netflix for a bit of the stuff I downloaded. So I decided to give this topic some thought. So where I really kind of had to draw the line was the difference between fireable and just um, repercussionable, whatever you want. What's the proper sure. word, right? Because I think repercussionable reprimandable yeah you know you get what i'm talking about um you know i'm up here in detroit okay it's late um so, okay so i think the two that come to mind from prior company experience um the, you know these are my two for fireball right number one is the reply all to a to an email that went out to large distribution lists that could be hundred that could be thousands that could be entire company right so I broke this down into a couple ways that these folks reply right there's the please do not reply all please you know I'm going to reply all please say do not reply all there's the please remove me from this email chain there's the please remove me from this distribution list 
Then you have the jokesters that were yes. replying <laughs> with the gifts and the memes. The orange chopper memes, yes. thousand percent to me. When you start making it a joke, you're for sure gone. But I would even say when it comes to the reply all, stop replying all, honestly, those are just intellectual tests. And you failed. Mm-hmm. By replying, you failed a basic intellectual test you failed, you're gone, right? To me, that is a thousand percent fireball when you reply to those mass email chains that are getting out of control. Mm. Um, and I will say it does happen at multiple companies, uh, current company I've seen it happen. And again, uh, we oh. turn into a lot of memes and gifts. So mm. um, it happens everywhere, folks. Um, I okay, so know number that. That's two, good to know. yeah, it happens everywhere, uh, just uh, some places uh, more than others. Um, Okay, so then number two is the person that shows up at a meeting that has been on the email chain, that's gotten multiple emails, emails addressed at this person, needs to come and provide something actionable, needs to come with knowledge to be an active participant. Where You're waiting on that person to proceed. The person shows up and is like, First time hearing about it, never heard about it. What are you talking about? Like the, mm. the playing dumb. So, and let me caveat this. This is the person's been in office. There's been no out of office or anything like that. That could be a potential. Okay, well, you've been on vacation or on sick leave or whatever, right? This is the, you've been in office and you're just not reading your emails and now you're playing dumb. Nope, you're gone. Like you've had multiple chances. Don't play dumb. You're out. You're gone. You had your time. Thanks for trying. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, de- definitely that first one for me. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think earlier in my career, I thought it was like um, innocuous. It's like, hey, you know, I just I hadn't had a chance to see the other hundred males on top of that. So I'll just go ahead and tell everybody to stop doing it. But now it seems like it's clearly malicious. Um, I can remember one, I don't know if you were on the payroll, Stephen, when our, our fearless leader with the four out of five days a week, but I think he replied back and said, stop the madness. Uh, and, he, and he should have said the next person that replies is out of here. Uh-huh. But that's one, yeah, today for me, that's just malicious when people do that. And they're just begging uh, for the company to, to get rid of them. I think you should, what about you, you Mark? That, you should have an asterisk on your LinkedIn to let other companies know that you failed basic <laughs> intellectual tests. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes oh. me laugh. Uh, the reply all Old thing. Old man. That's, that's classic. The reply all thing is, is one of my favorites. Uh, and frankly, that, there that's are That's one word. Us, yeah. Some, some of us cheer them on when we see them about to start the reply all storm. I know it, it oh, does man. drain productivity. However, there are some people, I'm not one of them, that sit around and actively cheer these things on because uh, it's going to spice up mm-hmm. the day. Um, so, yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I agree that maybe reprimandable uh, uh, is, is better than fireable there. Uh, but for me, number one on my list, if I happen to go into the bathroom with you and we do our business and you don't wash your hands, there is no excuse <laughs> There is no thing, there is nothing that I will accept as a valid reason for uh, you not washing your hands 
maybe absent you happen to got a call from your wife who's going into labor, maybe. And even then, I might be like, you need to tell your wife you've been fired. Uh, you go into the bathroom uh, and you don't wash your hands when there's another human in there with you that is standing next to you and you don't wash them. A, a corollary to that is you've gone to the bathroom and in between them finishing and you coming in and them extending their hand to shake your hand, fired, <laughs> gone, no excuses, no opportunity for justification, period. Numero two. <laughs> Get the joke with the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> number number two, in a there is parking etiquette. If you park on near over a line in the parking lot, a you're gonna get some stuff on your car. B you got to get fired. Park in the lines, folks. It's not that difficult. Um, and by this, I don't mean like if you're the first one to park there. Like I'm gonna go to a different spot. But if you park over my line so that I can't get in my car without banging the living snot out of your car fired. Now, remember I drive a 2014 Nissan. Maxima, yeah. We wouldn't so notice this, with your car. It really doesn't stop me. Cause I mean, I will open my car door until I can get in and it's going to be at the detriment of your, you know, 2020 Ford Plymouth or whatever it is, you know, minivan. Um, three. If you're driving one of them carpool vans and you act like you can't pull into a spot, the driver fired. No questions asked. Four. I got a list, Mike. It, I mean, it might be about time, but all right. Fourth one. I'll stop here. He's giving me the hook. Smelly food being nuked in the kitchen area. No one wants to smell your fish from two nights ago being reheated to smell up the whole building. Whew, so what about you, Mike? Yeah, like I said, Steven stole mine around the reply all. Um, can't wait. I'd love to do a bet on the over-under on the number of years before that happens again. Uh, I think we had a pretty juicy one oh. uh, earlier this year, last year. Um, <clears throat> mine is all around calendaring. Um, I'm like, there's just some basic, like meeting scheduling stuff like don't ask me if i'm available don't send me an email that says hey propose a time when you're available especially mm. if you're someone that works for the same company where you can check mm. my calendar Preach. don't tell me that don't tell me you can't schedule a meeting with me because you can't see the titles of my meetings if you can see free busy you can still schedule time with me that doesn't mm. preclude you from doing that um, don't send me a meeting where I need to be there and I already have something else booked. Um, and then the last one for me there is don't decline without an explanation. Mm. I love that when I send a meeting to somebody and I get, I get a decline and I need them to be there, they're not optional and there's, there's zero explanation. There's no counter. There's no proposed new time. There's no explanation. So all of those things uh, drive me up a wall. But the one that really started me on this segment was someone saying, when are you available? Sending me an email when I'm available. I'm like, let's uh, let me schedule a meeting with you to show you how to use the scheduling assistant in Outlook. And I will I will teach you to fish. Uh, quick question. Do you all I had I had some uh, internal debate here. The term tow the company line. 
Mm-hmm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? In my book, that's bad. Work. I say it's it, it it's a it's a contextual thing in my book. Like what, when you say toe the, com- toe the company line, there's times where that can be good, and there's times where maybe you need to be you know show a little bit of courage and conviction and uh, step out a little bit. So I mean, to me, it's contextual. Like what toe the toe the company line, you know, with respect to being safe in the office environment or safe out of the plant. Yeah, okay, I'm in. I want to be safe. Toe the company line on, you know, lower your salt intake, you know, at the cafeteria. Well, okay, that didn't fit in at all. So that proves my point. So toe the company line is a good thing. So that means that you are doing something that is within the company's guidelines, but it's TOE. And I was thinking it was TOW. And I'm like, okay, yeah, the company is a big time ship. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm towing it in. On the company line. Oh, are you man. kidding me right now? Ooh. Like you, you thought it meant to yeah. pull something behind you. Oh my! Uh, is yeah, it, okay, I'm with right, you. Don't... If you don't know, like towing the company line could be that you're you're on top of it and you're breaking policy, or you're keeping you know you're keeping just short of it and you're in compliance. Yeah. But uh, I think for you're the, the give you line, it would you're, say it's good. Your toes are over the line of the company. Hmm. It's uh, another another twice. another phrase. Yeah, I mean another phrase is it bra- brass tacks. Some people say T A S. No, it's brass tacks. T A C K S. It's you hammer the brass tacks. Okay, it's older, an older school. You know, we're down to the brass tacks here, not the brass tacks as in pay me your tax. Okay. Well, I yeah, won't ask you, lesson. since you stopped, I won't ask you what it means, but uh, maybe we'll it's get that. It's the last there. line of, okay, there we go. go ahead. Down to brass tacks. You're, you're still not finishing the thought, so I'll, I'll, but I'll bail you out. I'll bail you out. There's no bailing. I'm saying thing. it's the last thing you do. You're putting it together. You're finishing. You're putting on the brass tacks. That's it. We're down to the brass tacks. It's the last thing. You're hammering it in. You're hammering in the hammering at home. I don't know what else to say. You're looking at me funny. I don't like this. Well, I guess you, you put up the cornerstone and then you put in the brass tacks there and then and then you're done, I guess. Yeah. Wow. When the government okay. takes all your tax. Oh, here we go. Well, this is fun. I, you know, I like talking about work culture. It's uh, it's a real treat. Kind of like my Miller Highlands. This is that's a, that's a perfect. That's a perfect segue into Department of Corrections for this week. Oh, no. um, so you, you mentioned the government and tax there, Stephen. So, Mark, uh, just curious, how master of sayings, I guess, how political is a two dollar bill? I mean, it's one of these things where it's like no one wants to talk about it. You know, we ended it. We don't produce it anymore. No one wants to bring it back, but they'll still uh, take it. Okay. It's kind of like, these, you know, it's like waffling. You know, it's who cares, you know? <laughs> okay, it's, it's so it's kind of like an elephant in the room thing. Yeah, it's like it's no big deal. No one wants to get rid of it. Nobody wants to talk about it. I'm sure when you do the... Department of Corrections on my brass tax next week. You're going to have, you yeah. know, it's like, it's as political as a $2 bill. I don't know. It's one of these, I don't know, maybe, maybe my old grandpappy said it. He didn't have a clue. So whatever. 
No, I like it. I like it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I like the sayings that are a bit obscure where it makes people think. And it's like, you know, I probably ought to know what that saying means, but I have no idea, but uh, it, it just seems to fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had mentioned that, you know, I, man, I just, I can't keep my foot out of my mouth. I said something around PBR being the highest ABV domestic. How in the world is that right? Uh, that's not, that's probably not even close. Uh, not maybe really. at one point in time before, you know, a, a domestic was anything other than, you know, the, the regulars and Sam Adams um, back in my day, but uh, <laughs> no, it's 4.8%. Definitely not the highest, but still a, still a nice beverage. Um, I think I was pretty close on the double IPA description, double the hops, little malt here, oh, which makes sense given how double the hop, I said double that clown. Terrible. Yeah, double, no. It's but a saying, it's like rest very, tax, you know. Double the... Double. <laughs> Sorry. No, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what the quad uh, tastes like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Steven, so you were right. Oh. You didn't necessarily whoa, 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 suggest whoa, whoa. that I get the early what? You said Stephen, you were right. Whoa. I just want to remember this with a little pause with a little I'm excited okay. here. Cut the tension. It's a good thing I'm doing the editing. Um, you were right uh, in that you didn't recommend to me specifically the Oreo Dirt Pie Blizzard from Dairy mm. Queen. You did say Choco yes. Brownie, which is, is of course delicious, Ooh. but you did say that they all <laughs> sounded great. And so I think that, you know, given oh, your guilty by association. Or... <laughs> no, it's not the same. Anyway. That's not the same. When, when we start up, you know, our version, uh, Dairy King, we will not be serving uh, no gummy, gummy worms. Like who yeah, decided yeah, that? That's the Dental Association of America decided to freeze, <laughs> freeze gummy worms and put them in the kitty treats. Smart. Yeah, come comes with a with a free mm-hmm. recommendation to a dentist. Um, uh, I you know I I mentioned James Con uh, being the the Mississippi character in El Dorado using a it, I I don't think it was a blunderbuss but it's some sort of I actually don't Ooh. think it has a name but you know it's that it's that sawn off pistol grip shotgun if you get a chance to watch it it's pretty sweet. Um, Mark, I was questioning whether or not Djokovic had won um, four Wimbledons in a row, four big ones in a row at Wimbledon. Uh, He had, that's pretty incredible. Four in a row, just snuck that in. So he is a big one. Yeah, he's definitely a staple there. Four big ones. Um, He loves the grass. That's another one for me. That's another one for me where the mystique is gone. I can remember watching Wimbledon back on the day on the on the terrible TV with Sampras and Agassi, and and you know those were the dynasties. And now now you got it. Why with is the mystique I, I gone? I just it, it's happening under my nose. I don't even know about it. I knew okay. I knew about Sampras. He was a he was a legend. Um, the last one here will be a bit of a geography lesson. I'll figure I'll take a chance to educate the uh, the fellow host here in the audience. So. Stephen, you you know you said British Open is not about the food. Um, you said get in a couple of nice beers, um, and you mentioned Guinness, uh, which is of course coming out of Ireland. So that Irish. is that is not the UK. Um, 
So here's so here's a little trivia for you. So what is the difference between England, Great Britain, and the UK? Either one of you want to take a stab at that? One, okay, Wales, England, and is it uh, Northern Ireland? Whereas one is Ireland is not <laughs> part of it. No, they're different. They're separate. Something, Steven, to do with the, something to do with the royal family, right? The royal family rules over Great Britain, but not over the UK. I think I'm close to the mark. Maybe. It's the uh, countries so that are close. included. You were close, Mark. So Great Britain is England, England, Scotland, and Wales. Oh, Scotland. UK, UK is the United Kingdom, which right. is Great Britain plus Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, yes. Thank you. And so, Stephen, the only Scotland. way that your beer, yeah, the only way that Guinness would have been applicable is if it was the British Isles open, which, <laughs> which the British Isles includes. Uh, the UK and Ireland and uh, the Isle of Hey, Bay. I was just so, guessing, you know, uh, again, proper correction, but yeah, beer's not my thing. So I'm just, I'm, I would, I, I'm going to use a ring. I, I was shooting into a fish pond. Is that, is that <laughs> going? I don't oh, know. That's not but the yeah, same. No clue. Oh, and you killed Nessie. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> you, I mean, I, I get your point and I'm extremely disheartened that i could not get a bellhaven i i wanted to show you the picture and the head and the pour and it was oh and uh, I'll, I'll have it i'll have it for a future one and it's it's a good one and steven when we're together again we'll enjoy a boddington's and i can uh teach you a little bit more about the uk boddington's what a great beer yeah hmm. all right that's it for this week department of corrections uh sure we've racked up enough for next week so oh, yeah. um good good job fellas all right, let's go ahead and round it out with local knowledge. I'm going to start with the old man. What are your thoughts for the week? Thoughts for the week? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, you guys give me a hard time, but uh, make sure you uh, give your loved ones a hug. Uh, tell them that they mean something to you because I hope they do. Uh, also, <laughs> you know, I hope they do. Um, I, you know, you heard it here first in one of our, you know, uh, early podcasts, uh, heat is hot. It's hot out there, folks. You gotta, you gotta make sure you stay hydrated. I told you that before. Um, we're also, you know, venturing into some uncharted territory here, uh, in parts of the U S with, uh, water supplies running low. Just make sure you're uh, cautious on, uh, how much you water, um, you know, your grass is probably going to die. Let's be honest. So just, you know, don't, don't waste the money. Don't waste the money on the water. Um, you know, and let's uh, save the water for, so for other things. Uh, my other uh, thing, Mike, you, you started talking about college football and football. Uh, I am excited about football. It's coming oh, soon. Yeah. down here in the old uh, heartland of the, the state of Texas. The, uh, I'm getting a little nervous about the uh, the the SEC defections and the uh, the ads to the Big Twelve. I got to sort all that out. So you know, if there's anybody out there that understands what's going on, when teams are leaving, what teams are coming, I you know I got to find I got to find a source on that. Uh, you know, and just uh, that that's you know make sure you 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 don't. The point there is if all you're doing is chasing the dollar. You lose out on some of the, the history, the traditions, um, 
that kind of thing. And I'm worried about some of the stuff in the Big 12, you know, getting getting further diminished by teams leaving. You're hearing about, you know, UCLA and USC going to the Big 10. None of that stuff makes sense to me. So my punchline is don't forget history. Don't forget some of the valuable things that you learned in the past. Because uh, I think there's, there's something to be said for tradition. Uh, but again, we're getting closer to football season. I'm getting excited. There's some of these things that are making me a little nervous. That's my local well, note this week. I tell you, the thing that ought to make you nervous is Gundy. Did you see that comment he said where he's like, why are they including Oklahoma? Yes. Mm-hmm. In, in, oh, yeah. <laughs> he called me. Shots fired. Oh, I love That's this guy. Oh, yeah. I love it. Me too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Steven, what you got? Local knowledge this week. I mean, so being up here in a new city, in a new state, I mean, to me, I think it's just fun experiencing even just new cultures, right? I mean, even just up here, it's so different than even folks in Illinois, right? In Chicago, been there. So I think it's get out there, explore, you know, see new states, see new cities. Um, I'm personally more of a outside the big cities kind of a person, but it's fun being in the downtown setting again uh experiencing new food up here so try something new do something different and uh maybe you'll enjoy it or maybe you'll recognize that what you currently got Hmm. you like and you're good with it yeah that's uh that's very very true i think um i think there's a saying something to the effect of you don't know what you got till it's gone so that's a good no <laughs> like the brass tax, if you will, you know, it's like the brass tax. No room to fold. Yeah. My man. <laughs> All My right. Man. Um, so for me, uh, Stephen, thanks for staying up late and uh, doing our first on location there in uh, nice. in the Motor City. Appreciate you doing that. Um, had a chance to go to the Ranger Stadium or the yes. Weber, uh, Weber Grill, as Stephen would say. Uh, it was mm-hmm. funny. I I had my uh, baby blue. Uh, St. Andrew's shirt on happened to be baby blue uniforms there for the Rangers. They were, they were beautiful. Um, aside from the outside, you know, it's cool. Cause the area is uh, right, right there by AT&T stadium where the Cowboys play. It's got Choctaw next to it, which is, used to be the old, old Ranger stadium. It's, it's a cool little area. Uh, probably be a lot better in the fall when it's not um, 110, but um, I really enjoyed it. Really cool stadium. It sort of had a mall feel on the main concourse and then, um, you know, get down to your seats. Uh, it's got to see a home run, which was cool, but then they ultimately um, got shellacked by Seattle. Mm. Uh, we can have a maybe a future conversation about stadiums in suburbs versus uh, downtown. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting comparison with them being in Arlington versus, uh, you know, Houston with, with them being closer to downtown. Like um, but great experience. I go back and I can because there's 100,000 games during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Give or take. I want to thank a friend of the pod, uh, Julia Roberts, for uh, ice cream recommendation last week. So we were we were talking about Cincinnati and that not being a World Cup city. And so, Julia, uh, you know, let me know that uh, one of the best things you can get at Kroger product Cincinnati is that uh, blackberry chocolate graters ice cream. And it only comes in a small uh, French pot size. You will you will not be disappointed. So encourage everyone to um to try that and um have either one of you heard of the uh 
the Taco Bell Diablo sauce. Oh, by chance? Yeah. oh yeah. You have I've had it at my house. Now mm-hmm. hot was my go-to. Is is Diablo better than hot? I mm. personally still like hot. I think Diablo has a not saying it's too hot for me, but I think it's like too much like fake heat, if that makes yes. sense. Like it's they go. try to make it too hot. Yeah. And then you lose like good flavor. So yep. I personally like hot better. Um mm-hmm. But I honestly, I would honestly like the hot flavor a touch hotter and call that the Diablo, not the current mm. Diablo. Versus fire, too, which I think is they're just trying too much with the heat. It just tastes funny. I think the hot brings up the right flavor of the, yeah. the you know, the savoriness of the, uh, the entree, if you will. You know, it's a little salt to the, the entree. I like the hot. Okay. I thought fire was garbage, and so I always went to hot. But then somebody mm. mentioned the Diablo sauce was fire, oh, yeah. so I was like, might be worth worth trying mm. that. But um, okay, well, um, so Stephen, um, hope you enjoy the rest of the uh, cuisine there from Hockey Town. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, you don't have to get a Coney dog at the Coney Island, but you can, of course. But uh, just watch your intake before going back to work. And um, safe travels back. And uh, we're going to have a special surprise hopefully for our pod um next pod this uh, coming week so um appreciate all the listeners and the fans as we continue to roll on hope you're enjoying it um send us any feedback send us any um advertisers you know the whole bit whatever um, that's gonna do it another one in the books thanks everyone for joining weekend at berkman's hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week take care